Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. online and let's just I want you just right now during worship the Lord just said this scripture he just whispered it in my ear and that's cast your care upon me in other words he's asking for us to give him our burdens and our care come on are you tired right now I know you're tired how many are tired how many are tired on the inside come on somebody come on give him your weight right now father we just give it to you right now Come on, give it to you. Give it to him right now. He's big enough to take it. He's big enough to take it. Come on, right there in your living room, right there on your patio, wherever you may be watching the service right now, give him your care. Cast it upon him right now. Father, we give it to you, Lord, right now. We give it to you right now. Take my worry, my anxiety, oh, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, take it, Lord. Take it, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we pray, God, that you would heal our land. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. Let's ask God to heal our land right now. Father, we ask you that, God, you would heal our land. Bring healing, God, to our land, Lord, right now. That's just in my heart right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are the answer. You are the answer. You are the answer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are the answer. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are the answer, Lord. Hallelujah, you are the answer, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, man, that sounds so good. That feels so good. Don't it feel good to be in the house of God today? Come on, how many is happy to be in the house of God today? You're watching online, you're in the house of God too, amen? He's in your living room right now, amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated today. Go ahead and grab you a seat. River Kids is going to be starting in about four minutes. And so uh, you want to get your kids ready to go over to the River, uh, the River Kids page and get ready to learn an awesome lesson. 
kind of goes with what I'm sharing today is they, they're learning all month long about focus. And I think it's important. Pastor Steve said it right. We need to keep our focus on Jesus. Peter began to sink simply because he, kept a, he took his focus off of the Lord. Amen. Just a, a quick announcement. We will not have midweek from home, although Melinda and I loved coming into your living rooms or wherever from our living rooms uh, for the last several weeks. But life, virtual life groups are starting up this week. Come on. I mean, he's excited. Listen, if you watch even outside of the state, many of you are watching from all over the place. If you would like to participate in a weekly Bible study, go to the website, rol-ag.com, and click on the link there to uh, Life Groups and register, and you can participate right from your home. It's important that, you know, we come to church and we hear preaching, and you hear the Word of God, but then there comes a point when we need to sit down and have some conversations. You know, Peter stood on the day of Pentecost on the steps and he preached. But then the Bible says what? Then they went from house to house, daily breaking bread and continuing in the doctrine of the apostles. That's how we grow. And this week is going to be an awesome first week because we're going to talk about some things today that is going on in our, in our culture and in our society and uh, I think we've got a real chance here to make a difference, uh, especially when we talk about the subject of racism. And uh, so, but anyway, right now, let me go right over to the offering, our tithes and offering. And there are three ways to give, and I want to thank you for your faithfulness, supporting the ministry, and helping us to continue to do what we're doing. We are fixing up this gymnasium and getting it sound ready and river ready and everything else hopefully you're hearing us really good and we're going to make even more room for uh, more of our church family to join us and so I want to thank you for that but there are three ways to give those that are here uh, you can give uh, the same way either electronically or you can give by the little envelopes there in front of you and we will not collect an offering right now but at the end of the service on your way out we'll have ushers by the doors and uh, to collect your, your offering right there. But let's, uh, let's pray right now. We always pray over our finances. And I know many are in all kinds of areas with your finances. Um, so let's pray right now. Father, we do pray over our finances right now. And Jesus, we invite you into our finances. And we keep you first. We keep our focus in on you. And God, you promised to open the windows of heaven. You said we can test you even in this area. And Father, you have proven yourself faithful. You have provided for us, even during all of this virus pandemic and all of this, God. And companies are reopening, Lord, and, and we're getting back to it, Lord, but some are still struggling. Father, I know that you're making a way, and you're going to continue to make a way. We ask for it right now, and we just thank you for it right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. I'm just happy to be in the house of God today. Can you hear me okay? Can you hear me okay? Can you hear me back there? All right. Amen. Good. All right. Well, it's good to be here. Amen. Um, I want to kick off a new series today. I, I want to I talk about um, the, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, and that is uh, King David. Um, we started some worship songs today with about fighting. And uh, I think we are kind of uh, in that mindset to be fighting. But you've got to be fighting the right battles. Come on, tell somebody you've got to know how to fight the right battles. 
Uh, you, sometimes you can get exhausted and tired because we're simply fighting the wrong battles we weren't called to fight. Uh, but we are called to fight, and, and God has promised that hit, the battle is his anyway. He just likes us to participate so we don't get lazy. Come on, somebody. But the victory already belongs to the Lord. Amen? Somebody needs to know that. The victory already belongs to the Lord. I know we're in this crazy time right now, but I, I got peace in my mind because my Bible tells me that God will always lead us to a place of triumph. He will always lead us to a place of triumph. I read the book, and guess what? At the end, we win. Come on, somebody. We win. So we got we to gotta just stay focused in it. But I want to kick this series off and talk about King David. And um, let me just give you a little bit of a... Uh, a background to see why I picked this and chose to talk about David for the next several weeks because there are 10 chapters in the Bible um, dedicated to Abraham. There are 10 chapters given to Jacob. There are 12 chapters given to Elijah and Elisha. But are you ready? 66 chapters connected to David. 1,200 references. 59 times in the New Testament. Jesus is even called, what? The son of David. David also suffered some of the most um, horrific and a lot of grief from his family and from his children than anyone else in, his, in the Bible. His family history saddens the heart. David's son, Amon, raped the half -sister, his half-sister Tamar and creating a scandal in the palace. Two years later, Tamar's brother Absalom took revenge by murdering Amon. Later, Absalom led an army uh, rebellion against David and drove him from Jerusalem, breaking his own heart. David wasn't perfect, but David knew how to rebound. I said, David knew how to rebound. He knew how to keep fighting. He knew how to overcome. He was the greatest of all time. He was a giant killer. And the biggest difference between Saul and David, which we're going to read about them and learn about them, is that Saul was always concerned about his own image and, leading, and, and listening to the people, but David was always about pleasing God. He was a man after God's own heart. And, no matter, and everything was thrown at King David. He went through everything, everything we're experiencing. It's like, man, what are we going to fight against this month? What are, what's going to happen that we got to battle against this week, you know? And, and I am concerned about the, the spiritual and the emotional health of, of all of us. I think it's important, as I mentioned last week, for us to stay full and don't, don't be running on empty. I, I am concerned about that. So that's another reason why I want to talk about King David is because he, he fought these battles but he was able to win. He was able to continue to kill giants. He was able to move forward. And that's what we got to focus on. And I, th I think that's what we all need to hear. And he is, he is the man that I, I love and I love to, to read about him. So I know you're going to hear and, and read and learn a lot about him. If you got your Bibles, I want you to go with me over to 1 Samuel chapter 17. We're going to skip the intro of David, and we're going to talk about that next week because it's Father's Day. How many dads we have today here with us? Amen. Giving you a heads up out there, Father's Day is next Sunday if you don't know, so bless your father. You've got plenty of time, and, uh, but Father's Day is next week, and I want to talk about uh, David and Jesse, his father, but there's some good things there, and we'll talk about the introduction, but today we're going to talk about where David, we pick up David, when he killed his first giant, this is, 
only the first giant that David killed. And if you've never heard about David and Goliath, well, you must have been living underneath a rock. I mean, everybody has heard about David and Goliath. ESPN owes billions of dollars to God for plagiarizing and making all their idioms off David and Goliath. He is the, one of the most uh, prominent stories of the underdog and the person statistically um, proven to fail, proved everybody wrong, and ended up being victorious. How many know is it don't matter what people say about you, it's what God says about you. It don't matter what you're facing, it, it matters who is facing it with you. And if God be for us, then who can be against us? Come on. Got to be reminded of that today. Come on. Amen. And so I want to dive right into this today about the giant that David has, has killed because I, I do believe that in our society, if we will stay focused as a people, we have a very good opportunity to take a giant down that's been around for a long time. And it's the giant of racism. So I'm going to dip a little bit into that. We do have some shirts made that are purposely attack, uh, um, announcing this and focusing on this, and it's going to make more sense uh, as we go, and you'll see as we go. But I don't. Let me just say this: uh, there's not enough time in the world for me to address everything there is about this subject and topic. I am going to do what I'm called to do, and that is to lead as a pastor and use the Word of God to lead in the direction that God wants us to go in. And so that's how I'm going to address these things. But uh, it's just crazy. It's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy year. And um, but I know that God's going to get us through all of this. How many's with me on that? Amen. All right, let's get into this. First Samuel chapter 17, we find in verse 3. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for your word. You haven't left us to walk through life blind and not knowing anything. But Father, you have given us your word. It is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. Speak to our hearts today. Speak to our hearts today. Help us, Lord to be used by you, Lord, to make a real difference in our circles of influence, I pray. And I pray, God, that we would have an awesome victory in this year. And I pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Wouldn't it be awesome this year to have something to celebrate at the end of the year? <laughs> Wouldn't it? To have something that we can say, yeah, 2020 was good. This is crazy. I mean, it just really is. Isn't it? Here we are. 1 Samuel 17 tells us about David in verse 3. He's walking up to the battlefield, and he's not a warrior at this point. He's just an errand boy. He didn't have any plans of fighting any giants. He didn't have any plans of getting into a fight at all. He just was minding his own business, enjoying life. And he was just anointed. He wasn't really sure what all that meant, but... He was excited that God elevated him in front of all of his brothers and families and in front of all of his naysayers. And, and he's just enjoying life, minding his own business. And next thing you know, he finds himself into the biggest battle that Israel has ever fought. And doesn't it sound like 2020 already? And so in verse 3, it says that the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. Isn't that a picture of a lot of us today right off the gate we're just on our mountains we're just on our hills and we like our hills we like to be on our hills some of us are willing to die on our hills 
And there are a lot of people that are just on their hills today, and no matter what, they're not going to come off their hill. Let me just tell you something. Jesus died on a hill so we don't have to. Jesus died on a hill so we can meet people in the valleys. Come on, somebody. It's not about my hill and your hill and my perspective and your perspective. We all have those, and that's really good, but it opens up with a scene of people being divided with a big mouth giant right in the middle. Isn't it amazing how the Holy Spirit can bring something that's 4,000 years old right into 2020? Verse 4 says, and a champion, somebody say champion. He went out from the camp of the Philistines, and his name was Goliath, and he was from the city of Gath. His height was six cubits and a span. He's nine foot nine inches long. Some theologians believe he's up to 11 feet, depending on their interpretation of the cubic and all of that. Big guy. But he's a giant. I preached, I was in the middle of a series before COVID hit on angels and demons, and my next message was to explain how giants got on planet Earth. And I think one of the reasons why God really loved David is because David single-handedly eliminated the giant race. This wasn't the only giant that David faced. This was only his first. So stay tuned. I'll finish that series some other time. But there were giants. The Bible says they were big people. Big, uh, there were giants in the land. And so, and here's the thing, the enemy has, the, according to the Bible, he's got like a hierarchy of evil. He's got demons and spirits, principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in, in high places. He's got evil spirits that come right out of the pit of hell that tempt us and frustrate us and aggravate us. But listen, he also has champions. And his champions are good for one thing, for dividing us. The Bible says that we need to not be ignorant to the enemy's devices. We don't need to be ignorant to how he fights us. And let me tell you something. He has got a champion right now that he's trying to use his best to divide the people of God and to divide us. Don't fall for it. Don't believe the hype. Come on, somebody. You're here. One of these champions is, is racism. It is this unequality and to judge people and to treat people simply because they, they look different. And 1 Samuel 17, verse 32, I'm skipping around here, then David said to King Saul, he says, let no man's heart fail because of him, for your servant will go and fight with the Philistines. Look at David. He's 15 years old. He's 15 years old. And he's looking at trained, armed soldiers that are just more important to them to stand on the hill than to go down and take out the big mouth giant. And he's looking at him and he says, don't worry about it, I'm going to handle it. God's looking for some people that say, hey, I'll go. Hey, I'll go. I'll go make a difference in my family. I'll go make a difference in the community. I'll go make a difference. I won't, I won't hide away. I won't run away. I'll go. Just sit down and watch me go with the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Amen? He says, uh, let no man's heart fail him. 15-year-old boy, I'm going to go. L look at the support system that he had. And Saul said in verse 33, you're not able to go. You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you're just a kid. And he is a man of war from his youth. David, you're not able to 
to fe- defeat this thing. You just can't, man. This thing has, has been around longer than you've been around. And there's just no way that you can really take him down. There's no way that you can really make a difference. It's amazing that sometimes the people in your, your circle will be the first ones to not believe in you when God, you're starting to step out in faith and do what God's called you to do. It's amazing how that is. This is his mentor. And he says, this guy's been around for a long time. This thing about dividing us over race and racism, it has been around for a long time. Billy Graham was asked, he said, if you could wave your hand to Billy Graham, if you could wave your hand and make one problem in this world go away, what would that be? And without hesitation, Billy Graham said, I would make racial division and strife go away. A man that was raised in the deep south of Carolina. Why wasn't he on his hill fighting for segregation? Because he knew one thing. In fact, he linked arms with Martin Luther King. And them two went hand in hand. And they would fight against segregation. Billy Graham would not even allow his crusades to be segregated. He told them, do not be segregating our people, for we should be able to worship one God as one people. That's what he said. That's what he stood for. You can look it up. He went one of his crusades in the Deep South. I believe it was in Alabama. He was down there, and they saw, he saw the roped-off sections. He said, what's this? They said, we have segregation laws down here. He said, well, God doesn't. He physically went over and he ripped down those ropes and he said, I am not going to tolerate it here. Come on, he is doing what we should be called to do as a church and said, we ain't going to fall for it. We ain't going to stand for it in Jesus' name. Amen? Here's the thing, guys, because him and Martin Luther King knew this. Listen to me if you're watching, wherever you're watching. They knew this, that if we are divided on Sunday, we're going to have chaos on Monday. Did you hear what I said? If we are divided on Sunday, we will have chaos on Monday. People's wanting to pray. You know, we're saying, look into politics and the White House ain't going to fix this mess. God has called the church house to do that, to be the church. We're anointed to do it. We're called to do it. We have the answer. And that answer is Jesus. That answer is to be in him. Amen? Are you getting this today? So David is standing there with his awesome support group saying, uh, you ain't going to be able to do it. And so he begins to say, uh, I'm ready to go. So the next thing you read about is that they begin to put Saul's armor on him. And here's the huge difference between Saul and David. And this is where a lot of people sometimes get confused in, in the message when I start talking about a relationship with God versus a religion. Saul was all about image. Saul was all about looking good. Saul was very, he built a monument in his name. It was all about his title. It was all about pleasing the people. David was nothing like that. David was a man that was after God's own heart. He wasn't into pleasing people. He was into pleasing the king, the king of kings. He was into pleasing God. And they put this armor on him. Why? Because it made him look like a warrior. But he said, I don't want to look like a warrior. I already am a warrior. I want to win like a warrior. You know, it's, it's one thing to dress like a Christian. It's another thing to live like one. I said, it's easy to put a shirt on and dress like a cause but not live like the cause. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help us go a little bit deeper today at River of Life. 
Because we do got a giant that's on the ropes that I believe this generation can actually see some progress if we will stay focused. And David said, man, I'm not into, you know, looking good. And some people think maybe if you come to church or you watch a couple of services online that poof, the blessings are going to come and God's going to change. No, 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 listen. You got to get in there and have a relationship with God and live for God on Monday. Live for God on Tuesday. Live for God on Wednesday. Live for Him on Thursday. Live for Him on Friday. Live for Him on Friday night after you get your check. Live for Him on Saturday. Live for Him on Saturday night and praise Him on Sunday. That's what you got. That's what David was. Saul wasn't like that. Listen, I had to fight two years to take down the giant of alcoholism in my life. And people look at that and think that's just some kind of a facade. Listen, victory, there is no drive-through breakthrough. You got to get in there and fight. You got to get in there. The kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent ones will take it by force. Come on. And that's what David was all about. He said, man, I don't, I don't want to look good. I don't have to post to prove. I don't have to post to prove I believe in something. I live it out. Come on, somebody. He said, I don't care that people looked at me and go, ooh, he looks like Saul's warrior. He said, give me something that I know works. And what works is when I get along with God and when I praise him. When I got tears coming down my face, I got a lump in my throat. I'm tired, but I got the word of God in my heart. And I'm sinning and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm saying, come on, no weapon formed against me will prosper. That's what I'm talking about. He said, I don't know about your armor, but I do know about the word of God. And Saul, God has helped me defeat the lion. He has helped me defeat the bear. And he's going to take down this Philistine the same way. See, everyone's wanting to look for giants. When you're fighting giants, man, it's not about the next level. It's about fighting the things that you've got right now. Some of you got to defeat that lion before we get to the giant. You got to defeat that bear. Oh, man, there's so much in this. David said, I don't want to do that today. That's not about Saul. I want to, I want to fight the way I know how to fight, and that's with just a sling. He went down to the brook of Elah, and the brook of Elah means terebinth tree, which also means good. If you found a terebinth tree in the desert, it was good. It, it was a good idea to find some shade in the desert. Amen? And so it, Elah could mean good news. And he went down to the good news and he got five stones out of the good news. Come on, somebody. You see that? He, he went down and he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into the good news, the word of God, and I'm going to take my weapons out of, the, of there, out of the word, and I'm going to fight against this thing. And the Bible says he took five stones, but he only needed one. He only needed one. I mean, oh, God just needs one. Man, he just needs one. He just needs one. Sometimes it's just that one conversation that we can have in our family, that one conversation that we need to have with our coworkers, one conversation. There was a, a protest here in Belleville. I had no idea about it. It was Friday, and our, talking with our chief of police Thursday, he told me about it, and I serve as a chaplain officer here, and I'm honored to do that, representing our police and fire. I'm also a local pastor, so I was there, and it was a most peaceful uh, start a protest that I ever saw and it was a woman and her, her, her brother is actually a pastor of a church and they, they started with prayer and they started with inviting God down into, the, into this place and man he started just preaching right there to everybody 
And uh, we started having those conversations, and I'm standing there with the police. I met the new chief of police here in Belleville who just started his job in March. <laughs> Welcome to the city. <laughs> He's actually a very experienced chief of police from Dearborn, 30 years. And he came here, a great guy. We hit it off right. But we started having these conversations. And he said these conversations is what can make the difference. That's awesome to get out here and to let your voice be heard, but we need to continue to keep moving forward and have these conversations at home. Come on, somebody. Anybody hear me today? So I was going to give you five stones, but I figured we want to get home sometime today. So I'm going to give you a couple of stones here to fight against the giant that we are having today in our society, man. And it's this thing about racism and I'm just going to hit it and knock it, and I'm just going to let the word of God continue to go. Verse 23 and 29 is the centerpiece of this message. Please listen to this part right here. This is what made the decision for David to fight. This is what made the difference right here. This is the difference maker right here. Are you ready? Zoom, are you watching online? This is it. Put down in the chat. This is the main point. This is it. Don't miss it. Verse 23, it says, when David was down there that he heard Goliath, Goliath is running his mouth, and the Bible says, and David heard him. I underline that in my Bible. David heard him. And it's something that didn't say Eliab, which is David's brother. All of his brothers were there. It didn't say they heard him. It didn't say King Saul heard him. But David heard him. And then in verse 29, David says the most famous statement of all is he says, he looks at his brother and he says, is there not a cause? So write this down. Number one, we first must hear the cause. We must hear the cause. You, you ain't going to fight for anything unless you know the cause. And that's why I'm so excited about this generation because this generation, the younger generation, uh, they're all about cause-driven. They won't just join something to join something. But if you find the cause, if you show them the cause behind it, man, they'll go, they'll remove heaven and earth to fight for it. They are cause-driven people. Wish to God the church would be that way. That's what we are called to do is to be driven by the cause. I would add there the correct cause, the right cause. Be driven by the right cause because there's a lot of other causes that are seeming to trying to jump on the bandwagon of this thing right now. And it's confusing everybody and we're fighting the wrong battles. Listen, we're not against all these. I'm not for all these other voices that are trying to link arms with everything. And I'm not agreeing and saying the church needs to agree with every voice that is out there. But I'm saying we need to get behind what the Holy Spirit is saying and what the Holy Spirit is against. And what he is against is he's against racism. Come on, you believe that today? Standing down there at that protest, and there, there I saw men, people where you've seen them on the news, and they had all kinds of different signs. Signs they were holding that I don't support. They had signs that one guy had one, and he was saying, uh, uh, you know, abolish the po police. And as soon as he had that sign up, I'm standing with the police there, and, we're, and the woman that was leading the protest said, first of all, I want everybody to know that we are not against the police. And the, and the guy went, <laughs> and, he, and, and, and she said, when, when I say black lives matter, she says, all I'm saying is we're not better, we just want to matter. We just want to be equal. I can get behind that. Listen, see, if you have the right heart, you'll hear the right voice, and you'll support the right cause. 
I, 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 can, I can get behind when I watch the conversation between Pastor Carl Lentz and uh, Opal, who started the Black Lives Matter movement, when they were talking about how it got started. I was listening to that, and I encourage you to do your homework. Look up some of these things. And I don't support everything, like I said, that's out there that's jumping on the bandwagon. But when she said that Black Lives Matter, she said all we're saying is, she's saying, yes, of course we believe all lives matter. When anyone with a functioning brain would say all lives matter. But there is a group of our community who feels like they don't matter as much as the rest of them. And we're just simply saying we want to be equal. We're not better. We're not worse. We just want to be treated equal. That's it. I can support that. That would be like Jesus saying, blessed are you poor. Blessed, uh -uh, blessed are all people. Jesus said, of course everyone is blessed. According to Galatians, if you're a descendant of Abraham and you're in the faith, you are blessed. But Jesus said, I want the poor to specifically know that you are also included in the blessing. And listen, I could have had a shirt made that said ROL against sex trafficking. I could have had one that said against murder, against the opioid addiction, against addiction, the crisis. We are against all of it. We, ROL versus sin. Drop the mic and go home. Isn't that what we believe? And everyone say, Pastor, we need to get a shirt that says this. What about this? What about that? Listen, it has nothing to do with George Floyd's criminal record. It has nothing to do with the American flag. It has nothing to do with the White House or anyhow. It's about racism. That's what I'm standing against. That's what God is standing against. And listen, let me say it like this. There's a lot of trees in the forest that need to be cut down. But for whatever reason, everyone is standing around this one. So can we just get behind this one tree and say, hey, man, we got a real chance to knock down what Billy Graham tried to do, what Martin Luther King tried. We're finally having a conversation that goes past the L.A. riots because this happened in 92 with Rodney King. And all we got was a cliche that says, can't we all just get along? I lived through that. And we had one song at the end that everyone got, all of the Hollywood got behind, even Eazy-E from N.W.A., who had that famous song that said, forget the police. <laughs> I, was, I was living on the streets during that time. I remember that happened. And it, that's all that happened was that song and that cliche. But for the first time in a long time, we're having churches address it. We're having everybody from every color, every shade saying, you know what? I don't agree with all that other voices out there, but I can get behind the cause that is against racism. I can get behind something that says we all need to be treated equal. That's all I'm saying today. Hallelujah. This is making sense to anybody. Hallelujah. You can get lost in other voices. Look at this in Acts 19, 32. There was a riot that broke out. And I love how Acts describes it. It says, some therefore cried one thing, some cried another. For the assembly was confused. And most of them did not even know why they were there. Isn't that amazing? You got some people say, oh, I'm going to get behind it. You don't even, you, well, you need to stop and say, what do I fight for? What is God saying in this moment? We're coming out of a three-month quarantine, man. We're ready to go to work and go on vacation, not go running down the streets and fighting and getting into this. No one really wants to, 
all the stuff that's happening, but we all want equality. So what do we want? What am I saying here today? I'm saying what Micah said. He has shown you, old man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? This is the cause that as your pastor, is what I told our police, this is what we stand for, this is what the police stood for. We all linked on, and I love the protest. It was a very good one. You had the protest, it was a, a black woman leading it, and I love that she had her people going out giving sunscreen to white people. I said, man, this is all them. She said, y'all, I can't say that word, melatonin people, she, melon people, f yeah, that one. Fight for your melon, I, I don't, I don't, I was just like, yeah. You know, and they were talking about one blood, and we're all made, it was beautiful, man. I said, I can get behind that. That's all we're saying. We're, we're not asking you to vote the way we vote, or they vote, or whoever vote. It's not about them, or they're not asking for money. They're, they're, people are just saying, man, let's be done with this racism, man. Let's just be done with the racism. Let's be done with it, finally. Let's have, let's have a victory somewhere. I, I, and I said to the officer, I said, uh, what, what do you want to say? If you had a, a, a voice, one of the officers, what would you say to everybody? And as soon as he said that, the one woman leading the protest again, she says, we're here for equality and for justice and as she said these words, I said, these are the same words that God gave me for today's message. And so it was like the Holy Spirit said, do this. And this is the cause. This is what we stand for. This is what God is telling us to stand for, for justice, equality, and peace. That's what Micah 6.8 says. If we will stay focused on that, I don't care what the news says. The news sometimes will mislead us in every, every direction. I don't know about all those other groups are joining in with the Black Lives Matter and they're mad about it. I understand that. I'm, I don't know about all them different causes out there. But I can get behind justice, equality, and peace. I'm just trying to help us today to stay focused. Because the only way that we're going to get through this season is if we stay focused and united. And number two, in Romans, man, I wish I had time to go through all the Romans. Chapter 12, look at verse 18. This is something you need to do, another stone to take them down. Then I'm going to close and we're going to pray. He says, if possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all people. Don't you see how he words that? If possible. <laughs> if possible. And do all you can do, as much as depends on you. You know what he's saying? I'm actually giving you permission that if you're going to be with somebody and they don't want to be with what God wants to do, you got permission to break ties with them. Look what he says in Titus. He makes it plain. He says, avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law because they are unprofitable and they're useless. He says, warn a divisive person once, warn them twice, and then after that have nothing to do with them because they are warped, sinful, and self-condemned. That's in your Bible. You know what he's saying? He's saying some of you, you might have to unfollow some people to keep following Christ. That's it. I warn people, listen, this is what God wants, and if people just want to argue and they want to spin the conversation another way, peace. I'll pray for you, but I'm for justice, equality, and peace.
I'm for the kingdom of God. Jesus said this, unless we all are born again, none of us are going to make heaven. That's the cause. It don't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter your political view. It doesn't matter your taste in music, your food, or style. It matters if you are born again, if you know Jesus Christ. That's what matters. I had more, but I'm going to go ahead and end that right now. I want us to sing. I want us to pray. I want us to go out. I want us to end this. In Jesus' name, amen? Won't you stand with me right now? If you don't know about David and Goliath, spoiler alert, he takes down the giant with the first swing. Wouldn't that be nice, as I said, to have a victory of taking down a giant that has been plaguing this nation for years? 55 years later, after Billy Graham did that, Martin Luther King did that, we're still having these conversations. This week, our life groups are going to start. I already met with our life group leaders because this is a heavy topic. Did you see that scripture there, life group leaders, Titus 3? You've got permission to mute somebody in your group who wants to take the conversation another way. We're not here to support any cause outside of the kingdom of God. That's what we're going to talk about. Amen? But we need to talk about it. We need to continue to go and move forward. And that's what we're called to do. If you're watching, wherever you're watching from, from and it doesn't matter where you stand in all of these areas it matters do you know Jesus Christ go back to Saul and David Saul was one that looked good on the outside but inside his heart wasn't right with God it was filled with with all kinds of problems selfishness you can put a shirt on it won't change you you can go to a church it won't change you you can get you a Bible it won't change you you can learn all the songs and all of that is great. The only thing that will change you is when you invite the Spirit of God into your life and He changes you from the inside out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you, want, you know what? You'll get behind causes like this right now. I got a passion. My wife and I, we were planning on trying to get some missionaries that were involved in helping with sex trafficking that, this year. That was our plan. Melinda was doing her internship in another country before COVID hit. We were going to link up and get into that because we got a passion to try to rescue people out of that. It's an awful thing. But for whatever reason, this is up in our culture right now. And I'm saying, let's not just ignore it. No, we got it staggering on the ropes. Let's, let's keep putting it down and say, man, we are all equal in the eyes of God. Come on, we are all the same. We can get behind that. We can get behind that. Can we get behind that? Can we get behind that? Is that too much? Is that political? You know, I don't get into politics. I'm a kingdom person. Jesus taught it. The good Samaritan. Every teaching he did, leaving the 99 for the one. Go look at Jesus. He was the greatest unifier in history. The book of Romans was written by Paul to unite Jews and Gentiles. He spends five chapters trying to convince the Jews that the Gentiles are okay even though they eat pork chops. And that the Gentiles, the Jews, are okay even though their hair looks funny. Seriously. And he was trying to bring the two together. And here we are 2,000 years later trying the same thing. Will you take a whole Sunday to talk about this? Yeah. Because I think as a leader, we need to lead as the church. We're called to do this and to lead. 
But if you're watching, you need to accept Jesus Christ into your life. I want you to just pray this prayer. I want you to pray. And if you're here today and you need to accept Jesus into your life, this is how you pray. You say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of all my sin. I repent. I turn from my ways. Come into my life and heal me. I make you my Lord in Jesus' name. From this day forward, I will follow you in Jesus' name.